0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. I've been waiting for you. And today we're going to wrap up our teaching on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I have this big bowl of grapes here, which are just so tasty and delicious. Fruit is wonderful. And when you begin to produce the fruit of the Spirit in your life, you will have no problem having friends because everyone will want to eat from your spiritual tree because you will produce such wonderful fruit. The fruit of the Spirit, my friend, is much better than the works of the flesh. And that's why I want you to order my series called The Works of the Flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit you choose Death-permeated works or supernatural life-giving fruit. It's 10 parts. It comes in multiple formats. It is just loaded with insight from Galatians chapter 5 about the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. And we really worked to put together a study guide that you will love. When you have these study guides and you can read and hear at the same time, you enforce this teaching down deep inside you. We're told in Romans 10:17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You need to hear it and hear it and hear it. And when you hear it and see it and read it at the same time, you really get the teaching inside you. So please order yours today. And remember, today is the last day that we're offering this on the program right now. So just give us a call or go online. And today is the last day right now that we're offering my daily devotional called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, Volume 1, 365 Greek Word Studies for every day of the year to sharpen your understanding of God's Word. And I know the book may look intimidating because of its size, but it's a daily devotional. You just read a little bit every day. And in these pages, there are more than one 1,000 Greek word studies that will really take you deeper into the Word of God. And at the end of every devotional, there's a prayer for you to pray, a confession for you to make, and a series of questions for you to consider. And if you already have volume one, then you can order volume two, which has an additional 1,000 Greek word studies from the New Testament. And please remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books, as our way of saying welcome to our family. We're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. It may look small, but it is powerful. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. This book is dedicated to partners. And by the way, a partner is anyone who regularly supports our ministry with their finances to help us take this teaching to people around the world. Everyone doesn't have available to them what you have available to you. And our job is to take the teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. I know that's my job. And partners help me do that. And when I call you a partner, I really mean you're a partner because we're doing this together. You can become a partner by giving us a call, or by going online. And the moment you do, we'll send you one of these books. But, oh, it's going to be good today. So stay with me all the way to the end. I'll be back in just a moment.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
0: Welcome back to the program. I want you to reach for your Bible, get a piece of paper and get something to write with because today I believe you're going to want to take notes. And by the way, we always use the Bible in this program and we're believing for a revival of the Bible to come to the church. But reach for your Bible and turn to Galatians chapter five, verse 16, which is our anchor verse for this series where Paul says, this I say then, walk in the spirit And you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And when Paul says this, I say, then in Greek it says lego, day. The word lego means I say. It's very strong all by itself. But then he added the little Greek word day, which describes something that is indisputable, absolute, categorical, or emphatic. And when you put these two words together, lego day, it literally means now hear me. I'm going to tell you something that is unquestionable. It is indisputable. It is absolute. It is certain. It is categorical. You can count on this to be true that if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And as we've seen, this word walk is the Greek word peripateo. The word peri describes something that is encircling or it describes a specific vicinity. The second part of the word peteo means to walk. But when you compound the two words together, it means to habitually walk around in one general vicinity. It is your sphere of life, your sphere of existence, your whole life is lived there. And therefore, some translators have correctly translated this live in the spirit. And that is so encouraging because it means we really can live in this realm. It doesn't have to be hit and miss or just once or twice a week, or maybe on Sunday when you're on the way to church, you can walk in this realm. You can live in this realm. That is what Galatians five sixteen says. And if you do, this verse says, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And in Greek shall not is a double negative. It means you absolutely emphatically will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the RIV of this verse is as follows. Make the path of the spirit, the place where you habitually live and walk. Become so comfortable on this spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm. Living your life in this spirit realm is the best way to guarantee that you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out and fulfill themselves. And then when you come to Galatians 5, 19 to 21, he tells us what the flesh will do if you let the flesh have its way and the flesh will produce work. That word work in Greek describes something that's hard, laborious, or even destructive. Listen to what he says. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, or and other things like these. But then when you come to Galatians 5, he offers us an alternative. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. And today we're going to begin with goodness, Yesterday, we saw joy, peace, long-suffering, and gentleness. But today, we're going to begin with the word goodness. But hold on, hold on. This word fruit is so very important because there's no fruit unless there is a seed. Fruit is the result of a seed. And we know from 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, that the seed of God himself has been planted inside every born-again believer. The moment you call Jesus the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God came in you. That's what we read in 1 Peter 1, 23. And in 1 John 3, 9, he describes it as seed. And in Greek, it is the word sperma. It describes seed, and it is the word for sperm. God's divine sperm came inside my spirit and your spirit, the moment we call Jesus, the Lord of our life. And in that seed that was planted in us is the DNA of God, the life of God, the character of God, the power of God, just waiting to produce its fruit in our life. And if we'll yield to it, the spirit in us will begin to produce supernatural fruit. And the first fruit it produced was love. Then we saw next joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. And today we're going to begin with goodness. And my friends, this word goodness is so contrary to what the flesh produces. The word goodness is a Greek word, which means goodness in the sense of being good to someone. It was used to portray a person who is generous, Big hearted, liberal, and charitable with his finances. I always think of partners when I think about goodness because they are so generous with their finances. And if you're a partner, thank you for the goodness of God that's working in your life. But this word goodness describes a giver, the act of reaching beyond oneself to meet the natural and spiritual needs of those that are around him. And it is the very Greek word which describes philanthropic giving. It is one generous, big-hearted, liberal, and charitable, especially with his resources and his money. Now, let me give you an amazing insight to the ministry of Jesus from John chapter 10. I'm sorry, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, the Bible famously says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Most people who read that think that the doing good was healing and delivering those that were oppressed. But that's not what it means. The word doing good that is used here is a very special Greek word that only describes a benefactor or a philanthropist, one who financially supports charitable works, one who uses his financial resources to meet the needs of disadvantaged people. This word was used in connection with the provision of food, clothes, or some other commodity associated with physical or material needs. It tells us Jesus financially was a benefactor. He was a philanthropist. He financially supported charitable works. And it means that in addition to all the supernatural things that Jesus did, and he did so many, he also had an entire branch of his ministry that supplied financial resources to meet the needs of those that were disadvantaged. He helped the poor. He helped the needy. The Bible tells us this is part of acting in goodness. And this explains why Jesus had a treasurer for his ministry. He had a lot of resources, but rather than squander it on himself or just on his own ministry, Jesus cared for the poor. Jesus helped those that were needy. And when the Bible tells us that one of the fruits of the Spirit is goodness, it lets us know that God is a benefactor, God is a philanthropist, God is concerned about the needs of those that are around us and that He can see. And when the seed of God has been planted in us, it begins to produce in us the desire to be a philanthropist, to be a benefactor, to be a giver, to reach beyond ourselves, to do something for someone else. And this is so contrary to the flesh with things only of itself and spares every spare dollar on itself. But when the spirit of God is working mightily in us, that seed of God in us shifts our focus from ourselves To the needs of those who are around us. This is the fruit of the Spirit called goodness. It is amazing. It is the Spirit produced urge, the Spirit produced urge to reach beyond ourselves to meet the natural needs of those that are around us. And my friend, there should be no greater benefactor or philanthropist than a person that's filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. But then Paul goes on and adds the word faith and says faith is also a fruit of the Spirit. And this word faith in Greek is the word pistis. It's the most common word for faith in the New Testament. But Now listen careful. It conveys the idea of one who is faithful, reliable, loyal, and steadfast. It pictures one who is trustworthy, dependable, dedicated, constant, reliable, unfailing, and unwavering. One that is unchanging and stable. One that is faithful, reliable, loyal, steadfast, trustworthy, dependable, constant, and unwavering. All of that is in this word, pistis, which here is translated as faith. It is a fruit Of the Spirit, and it is so contrary to the flesh because if you let the flesh have its way, the flesh will be lazy, the flesh will be uncommitted, the flesh will be undependable and completely unreliable. But this fruit of the Spirit called faithfulness is part of the nature of God Himself. So it makes sense that if the seed of God is in you, you will begin to produce this in your life. We read about the nature of God in Numbers 23, verse 19. In the New International Version, it says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. That means God is stable. And then we wonderfully read in Hebrews 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ the same. Oh, I love that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't have to wake up tomorrow and wonder what Jesus is going to be like because he's always the same. And if this unchanging constant, stable, unwavering behavior is the nature of God than it is inside the seed that was placed inside us when we were born again. And it should not surprise us when the Holy Spirit begins to produce these traits in our life to make us just like God. My friends, God is faithful. So it makes sense that faithfulness should grow in our lives as one of the fruits or the byproducts of the indwelling Holy Spirit. But then Paul adds the word meekness also as a fruit of the Spirit. And this word will surprise you. The word meekness does not depict weakness. It is the Greek word proutes, And listen, the word meekness actually depicts a strong-willed person who has learned to bring his strength under control. In rarer instances, He described wild animals, wild animals that were domesticated and brought under control. In a medical sense, this word meekness, the Greek word prautes described soothing medication to calm the angry mind. It depicts one so gentle that he becomes soothing medication for the angry or upset soul or one who brings a soothing to a troublesome or unsettling situation. That is amazing. When meekness is operating in you, what is in you is so powerful, you can bring a soothing to a troubled person or to a troubled situation. This does not depict a person that is weak. It is a person that is under control. This is a fruit of the Spirit. His flesh wants to rage out of control, but when meekness is working in you, you're tamed. You're brought under control. Rather than fly into a rage... Rather than have a temper tantrum, you're able to remain silent and to keep your emotions in check and under control. And even if you find yourself in a hard situation, you are able to stay silent until the appropriate moment to speak or until the moment when you've been asked to respond. A meek person was even used to describe soothing medication to calm an angry mind or a troubling situation. Which means when this is working in you, peace will come to the environment. It is so powerful. The flesh loves to rage out of control. But when meekness is being produced in you by the Spirit in you, it will make you careful, it will make you controlled, and you can become God's soothing medication for angry and upset people. That is amazing. But wait, then Paul adds temperance. What is temperance? Well, in Greek, it is the word enkrateia, and oh, this is a very important word. It's a compound of two words, the word en and the word kratos. The word en means en. The word kratos is the Greek word for power, but when you compound the two words together, it forms the word enkrateio, which denotes power over one's self. Hence, it's often translated as self-control, it denotes one who can control himself, control his appetites, control his desires. It is restraint, moderation, discipline, balance, temperance, or again, self-control. A person with temperance has power over his appetites, his physical urges, his passions, and his desires. He's able to say no to overeating. He's able to say no to overindulging in the flesh. He's able to say no to any excesses in the physical realm and his life is marked by moderation and control. It's discipline, balance, temperance, restraint, moderation, self-control. The flesh, on the other hand, if you let it have its way, it will over worry, it will overwork, it will overeat, it will overindulge and run itself to death. But when a person is controlled by the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit produces in him, listen, a discipline over the physical realm that helps him sustain his physical condition to stay in good health, to remain free from sin, and to live a life that is moderate and balanced. All of that is in this word temperance, which means in control of one's self. Wow. So I have to ask you, now that you understand the meaning of the word temperance, can you say that you're in control of your temper, your physical appetites, and your urges? Or would you have to say that your flesh is running the show. My friends, don't let the flesh run its show because it will run you to death. Let temperance work inside you. And my friends, it's already in you because the seed of God is in you and temperance is part of the character of God. And if you'll yield to it, the Holy Spirit will supernaturally begin to produce this godly, powerful fruit in your life. But In Galatians 5 16, again, Paul says, This I say then. Again, in Greek it says, Lego day. I say, the word day describes something indisputable, unquestionable, absolute, categorical, emphatically. I'm telling you, emphatically, indisputably, absolutely, categorically. I'm telling you, listen to me, what I'm telling you is certain. Walk in the Spirit. The word walk again meaning habitually walk, live in the spirit, and you shall not, shall not in Greek, a double negative, you will in no wise, you emphatically will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, which means you can make the choice to leave the low road and step up onto the high road and to walk there habitually and even live in the spirit. And that's why the RIV of Galatians five sixteen says, make the path of the spirit, the place where you habitually live and walk, become so comfortable on the spiritual path that you learn to leisurely and peacefully stroll along in that realm. Living your life in the spirit realm is the best way to guarantee that you will not allow the yearnings of your flesh to creep out and fulfill themselves. And then again, he gives us the option in Galatians 5, 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh, here they are. They're manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like other things like these. And then Paul says, don't do that. Do this instead but the fruit of the Spirit. And my friends, this fruit will be easy for you to produce because the seed of all of this is in you. You received it when you were born again. Yield to it, and the Spirit will begin to produce through you love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. You'll be like a luscious bowl of fruit. People will love to be around you because your life is just so flavorable And delicious. I'll
1: be back in just a moment. A life dominated by the flesh is a hard life. It is filled with excess, imbalance, extremity, laziness, self-abuse, hatred, strife, bitterness, irresponsibility, and neglect. The way of the flesh is the hardest route to take. But a life dominated by the Holy Spirit is filled with benefits and blessings. I'm talking about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Don't give way to the flesh and allow it to produce its ugly work in your life. In this series, The Work of the Flesh versus the Fruit of the Spirit... Rick Renner will show you how to identify the works of the flesh, how to stop yielding to the flesh, how to start yielding to the spirit, how to walk in the spirit nonstop, how walking in the spirit can become your realm of existence. This powerful 10-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $20. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate and uncompromised life with God in an easy-to-read devotional format. Each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies. Order Sparkling Gems Volume 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems Volume 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer, the series The Work of the Flesh versus the Fruit of the Spirit and the books Sparkling Gems 1 and Sparkling Gems 2. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
2: Well, they will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings whether it be on healing or the infilling of the holy spirit maybe that wasn't their background but the way pastor rick's demeanor is and because of his um, study of the word they take the time to listen i've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life been in church their whole life and said he makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that, that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. it was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them.
0: My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project? Well, today we have finished our series called The Work of the Flesh Versus the Fruit of the Spirit. Please order your series. It's the last day that we're offering it, The Works of the Flesh Versus the Fruit of the Spirit. It's 10 parts. The subtitle says you choose, and my friends, it really is a choice. You choose death permeated works or supernatural life-giving fruit. And it comes with a study guide. You can order both of these by going online right now or by giving us a call. And we're also offering you my books today for the last time on the program called Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volume One and Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volume Two. Please order yours today. And I want to remind you that right now on our website, we're offering our brand new autobiography called Unlikely at a Radical Discount. You can order it by going online or by giving us a call This story will just thrill your faith and encourage you to launch out into your own unlikely adventure. If you think you're unlikely, you're the very one that God is looking to use. The full title says, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth Unlikely. Who would have ever imagined? The God would have called our family to do what we're doing, it shows me God will choose anybody who's willing to say yes. And if you're willing to say yes, God has an unlikely adventure waiting for you. Say yes to him today and order yours by going online or by giving us a call. But let me pray for you right now. Father, thank you so much that we've been able to study the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Help us to choose wisely to let the fruit of the Holy Spirit work in us and to pull the plug on the flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember to let us know how to pray for you. Just give us a call or send us your email. But hey, I'll see you on Monday. Until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8:4, where the word of a king is, there's power.